0: Welcome to Bro-Trek, the only pro-Bernie Sanders Star Trek podcast from two brothers. Woo! Um, Bernie bros! How about (laughs) Iowa? What a clusterfuck. I know, man. Fuck that
1: rat-faced Peter Buttigieg.
0: I know. I'm pretty sure uh, Mayo Pete is a Romulan uh, sent in to try to do some uh, conspiracy stuff to take over our democracy. Actually, in all seriousness, I'm very glad that... uh, um, we are not that we're not having to deal with Romulans trying to do anything shady, and it is just the usual um, incompetent Democratic Party uh, who the only thing they know how to do is like hire consultants from firms that are owned by their you know brother's cousin or something, yeah,
1: and then bitch about it and get uh, <laughs> polls pulled, the biggest poll of the year for the nomination pulled the night of. I mean. Yep. what kind of bullshit is that? It's disgusting. I'd rather vote for Donald Trump now than Peter Booty Jegs. <laughs> Honestly, at least Trump has the
0: advantage of being an incompetent idiot. Right, right, yeah, and he yeah. doesn't.
1: Well, doesn't at least in my country direct, directly make me look terrible. You know, I can always <laughs> say he's someone else's, but <laughs> he's someone else's problem. Oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not How about not fucking Big Joe TV. taking a big dick all night?
0: Like, what a joke.
1: I'm so glad yep. that he sucked. Number four, if yep. not less. But
0: yep, he way. he really he really ate shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, really, Bernie won. Yeah. Um, but they the thing with Iowa is it doesn't the the votes don't the actual like numbers don't actually matter. It's all the like media momentum. So yeah, that got snatched out. But we're not going to fucking let them do that to us. No, no, not at all. Pretty excited. All right, So bef- yeah, I think we're on to New Hampshire. I'm feeling good. Um, so before we get into the show, I wanted to give a quick update on the Picard Countdown comic book. Okay. Um, so I read the third episode or the third issue of it that came out um, the day at, uh, day after we recorded uh, last week. Um, and a, you know it's it's an okay comic book. I wouldn't tell you to rush out and go buy the collection or whatever, but you know it's fun enough, but you know a couple of things that are that are relevant. So the woman that we see at the very end uh, who Picard meets up with at the end of this episode. This is a connection I just didn't make when I was, until I reread, until I read that third issue. She is, um, in this comic book, uh, she is Picard's first officer on a ship called the USS Verity. That's the one that he's on where they're trying to rescue a bunch of Romulans, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What's interesting is, like, on that, they're just you know, friend friendly. They're just the first officer and captain and they're friends. There's nothing to indicate why she apparently hates him now or whatever. Um, I guess they'll explain that uh in the episode that comes tomorrow. So anyway, plot wise, basically what happens is some evil Romulan tries to steal the ship, Picard, and then the two Romulans we've met in the show, Jabon and Laris, they are captured, they escape captivity, they steal the ship back, but then Jabon does a heel turn. Turns out he's actually um gonna steal the ship himself but then you know stuff happens and he goes no wait picard is good uh, and he gives the ship back and then they all become best friends uh and he's like hey uh, you guys g- grew um uh grew grapes on this you know space grapes on this space planet do you want to come back to my house and uh grow grapes with me on my vineyard yeah I and then know, my French, they, uh, con yeah me. yeah now they're a overall um the episode uh i thought this was another really good one i'm really enjoying where the show's going um i like that the opening part of it was playing around with some structure you know we had this flashback um and then there was that kind of sequence where they were you're kind of getting two threads of picard having that conversation with laris and jabon and then while also like investigating the uh the room with them and i thought that worked out pretty cool yeah um yeah, uh, overall, it was another really good one. I'm excited to see where it goes. I really love Picard's outfits. I like he's got those big, chunky sweaters. He's got like mm-hmm. some like those like slim fit trousers, with a slightly low crotch. Um, he's always wearing boots. It's very like, uh, you know, I don't know, hip streetwear take on LL Bean yeah, but from yeah. the future. Yeah, he's definitely still rocking it. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you think overall?
1: Man, I thought it was badass. Um, you know, the last episode, and when we were recording, I kind of got lost in the weeds of weird uh, potential plots, and yeah, I've you know put all that behind me. And I think I
0: I think I know what's going on now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about some of our, our our theories, and we can follow up on what we were right and wrong on. <laughs> well, specifically um,
1: the the it's not reality part for Picard. Yeah. I think that's you know, like you said, uh, pretty weak. Uh, way to take it and i doubt that that's true but there's still something going on with his brain could have something to do with this yep. connection with the borg um yeah and, and maybe so. what's behind all of this um yeah but uh anyway i really liked it thought it was great um it ends too soon every time uh yep. but i'm pretty excited
0: yeah. One thing I, that was a little refreshing for me is this episode had less action. Um, like, there weren't really any fight scenes. I mean, I think the most violence were just people, like, standing up and yelling things and throwing glassware around. Um, but uh, a lot of, like, good TNG-style conversations, you know, when he was talking to the Admiral or when he was talking yeah. to uh, uh, the character that Allison Pill plays. It was very, like, you know, there was the... Um, uh, just that kind of, like... Two people sitting in a room talking to each other about science fiction stuff, which is one of, you know, basically what Star Trek The Next Generation was, like, 95% of the time. And yeah. I really like that there was I'm, some of that.
1: That's great. I don't want us to have an action show. I mean, the action's yep. cool. It looked badass yeah. in the first one, but Star Trek was about the writing, you know, and the discourse yeah. between the characters. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely glad that that seems to be where it's going to be, most of it, but... You never know, it, they may just have different
0: episodes or let's just pack a bunch of action into this one and everybody talks mm-hmm. tomorrow or next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what they did in TNGs. there'd be an episode, a couple every season, that had a little bit more action. You know, I'm sure there'll be some more action in this one. I'm just glad that they're not, like, that that's not, like, that's seasoning, that's not every sequence, that's not every episode. So right, if, you know, right. Yeah. Good deal. So, the episode opens with that flashback to the attack on Mars' Mars's Utopia Planitia shipyards by the Synthetics. And these, like, knockoff datas were creepy as
1: fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Blue Man group took a dip in some you know, mauve coloring and uh, yeah. decided to go crazy. The poor yeah. guys, though. All those blue-collar Starfleet uh, workers were some jerks, man talking shit yeah but those guys were creepy yeah Yeah. he was creepy yeah for sure uh but it was pretty rough it was like being at a trump campaign or something a rally yeah just (laughs)
0: uh yeah they really were leaning in on the like slave aspect of um like a slave workforce of these synthetic humanoids which is something that they talked about a couple of times Mm -hmm. in some of the like Starfleet wants to steal data or steal data's kid episodes. Yeah. Um, and and, and man, the, but those guys, though, they were not, uh, they, I think they did a good job of making you like maybe not entirely sympathize with these scents because they were weird and the guy's smile was freaky. Yeah. I mean, well, they, like, I was think, a, I think the point was to,
1: to yeah. distance scents yeah. from sentient life forms like data, uh, yeah. or at least data himself and potentially yeah. the, um, the sentient uh, androids that the show's based around. Uh, yeah, they were those were definitely robots, you know. Uh, yeah, they were
0: something something else. Uh-huh. They were different. Mm-hmm. Um, one theory that I had. So it was unclear to me if the synths intentionally decided in any way to like destroy the shipyard and kill everyone on Mars. Right before it happened, you saw they kind of did a close-up of that sense eyes, and there's that little, like, flash thing going on. Um, and was that, you know, it could have been all the synths together saying, hey, you know, initiate the plan to kill the humans, or it could have been the Romulans hacking them, or some sort of, like, anti-Romulan group within Starfleet hacking them. How did you interpret that? I... It saw it as them getting
1: new programs installed you know that yeah. little thing you know somebody's updating mm. their programming and changing it and that's mm-hmm. why it all happened at the same time as opposed to it already you know planned to go into effect and all of a sudden you know they all just do it at the same time that to me that that little seeing the processing prior to him making the move to the panel was that him his program yeah. being updated getting something you know, added to it, you know, which I think the show is leading you to believe that it was the Romulans. Um, you know, either it, it whether it's the um, Taushiar or the uh,
0: what is it, Zot Vash, Zalvajars or something. I, I, I Zot can't v- remember. Zot, it was... Zot Vagash. Yeah, Zad Vagash or something like that, um, or some other Zot, thing, Vash. You know, Zot Vash. Zot Vash. Zot Vash. Zot Vosh. Yeah, yeah. Zot Vosh. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really like they haven't set up any sort of like anti Romulan human underground that we can like blame blame it on yet, but I mean that seems like something that would exist. You know, they did they did say something to the effect, like later on, that, you know, when they were trying to save the Romulans, a bunch of planets in the Federation wanted to leave, so there there definitely is anti Romulan sentiment, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm curious if that was if that was Romulans or if it was something else.
1: Well, I, you know, I think that's what the whole episode was about. Uh, yeah. The conversation with Picard and um, uh, what's her name, Laris, uh, mm-hmm. in in the uh, what's her name Dodge in Dodge's apartment. You know, that, that yeah. was all them going over about that. But we
0: can get to that yeah. whenever that yeah comes up. Well, but, let's get to that right now. Um, I think that was well, actually I, the first time... Oh, go ahead. Before we get there, I, I just want to know why Starfleet left those
1: badass phasers on the wall, you know, right there. I mean, all he did was I, he picked the the phaser off the wall and then used it to cut everything he, you know, pointed it at in yeah, half. Yeah,
0: I don't think it was a
1: phaser. I think well, it was more just sure. like welding equipment. Sure. you know. But, I mean, look at that thing. It looked like a phaser. Uh, it was obviously known that it was dangerous but i guess they well yeah you know. but it's like a, you know a space nail gun or something you know the sure r- if the you could use it to shoot down lock a starship up. and it's just sitting there on the wall unmonitored <laughs> you know somebody needs to have a key card or something
0: but yeah i don't know i just like if if, if the roofers aren't going to lock up the nail gun just because a rogue uh, robot could come in and use the nail gun and shoot everybody up
1: nah, i'm not necessarily talking about the synthetics you got to watch out for that worker class man
0: They'll oh, rise yeah, up. They might, they might start an uprising, up. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they have to work on First Contact Day. Uh-huh, they start Which watching bullshit. old Bernie Sanders bullshit. speeches true. and stuff on YouTube of the future. That's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. So, we then cut back to, like, you know, the present time. Picard and Laris are investigating Dodge's apartment um, while they're also having that conversation where they're, you know, finding out about the Zat Vash. Um, so one thing I thought was interesting was I think this was the first time the show actually explicitly said that Laris and Javon were Romulan and that they were Tal Shiar. I mean, I knew that because I'd read this comic book, but, like, 1% of the audience of this show has read that comic book at you know at max, right? It's mm-hmm. probably, like, a tenth of a percent. Well, and all more, of our listeners yeah. knew as well. Yeah. Yeah, they knew. But the thing is, I think probably more people knew that from, like reading wikipedia pages of the comic book uh or you know summaries just to get a summary or who had like read some sort of like you know promo material that had actually read the comic book these things don't sell you know huge numbers of issues <laughs> uh, uh, you know yeah you can't go pick it up on the you can't pick them up on the stands in the grocery store anymore uh, but i thought that was interesting that the, this was something that's like really important that they're romulans but they didn't really lean too heavily into it in episode one
1: right right
0: yeah I, one of the things I um, really liked about that whole sequence when they're like exploring the room and the technology, the like Romulan tech she's using is the techno babble, like the kind of, or the trekno babble, as they say. It was, totally goofy and i loved it that was like total <laughs> tng and it's just like what if we reroute the 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 you know the warp gadoofers into the cromula blob oh yeah that could definitely make the shields last another five minutes thanks jordy yeah yeah um, absolutely I really, really dug that yeah <laughs> i thought that was that was fun um definitely felt like old tng again um just with a Romulan spin. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Like I, I sat there trying to follow what was going on. Like there was
1: something to follow. Like, oh, I get yeah. it. I get what they're doing.
0: You know? reading yeah, reading code yeah. off the screen. <laughs> yeah, oh, it makes yes. about as makes about as much sense as that episode of like famous episode of like NCIS where. You know, two someone's hacking into the computer, and the other person sits down next to them, and they're both typing on the <laughs> keyboard at the same time with uh, four hands to go to code faster. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: well, yeah, I, the whole scene was really cool. Um, you know, I, I like her talking shit about uh, their uh, forensic technique. Cards like, uh huh, yeah. it's not very good and unreliable. And she's like, Yeah, that's what exactly what we thought, wanted you to think, yeah. and then yep. zaps the
0: room and turns back time basically with her little portable hand scanner yeah i think what's supposed to be implied there is that like you know stuff happens and there's echoes of the light kind of still bouncing around there's echoes of the sound still bouncing around and i don't i mean that's one of those things that like there's probably some reality to that but i don't know how much reality is actually there yeah um yeah, with the decay on that stuff's probably pretty quick. <laughs> Those tachyon mm-hmm.
1: particles—you never know. Yep.
0: Um, yep. You have to zap them with the anti leptons. So
1: the orchid that's in the room—it mm-hmm. was center of focus several times during the original yep. opening scene where the Dodge and her boyfriend get attacked. And in that scene, she or the orchids were moving. They had some sort of uh, movement to them, but in the yep. the scene in this episode after it had been cleaned they were not they were standard orchids um yeah and i wonder if that has any real meaning meaning I mean, because uh, she mentioned her being named after a yeah uh, a, a cross of some sort of uh, orchid but
0: yeah i th- i mean my theory here is that it has something to do perhaps with um like the what's the word the um the kind of cleaning of the room you know um that doing that kind of wipe of the room um would kill this orchid and it, you know it was only a couple of days ago so the orchid's not visibly dead it's not wilting it's not turning brown um but it is uh um dead you know so it's not moving anymore but that's just a guess
1: hmm. you must not have very many orchids growing around once they their flowers start dying it's like overnight really that quick well one by one basically the first one dies and it's dead like it wilts and then the next one will go but that's neither here nor there
0: it, it could have also just been trying to save money on not having yeah. a CGI and yeah. little wiggly orchids or just yeah. fuck
1: with the, the, the one guy out there
0: with a podcast on the show that yeah. likes orchids yep the only yeah the only Star Trek and orchid oriented podcast yeah <laughs> yeah you know, the, the show does have a long history of putting flowers everywhere, especially in Next Generation, you know. It's something I've only... I never noticed watching it as a kid, but watching it as an adult, you, know, you go like you go into Picard's uh, quarters or whatever, there's always a big bouquet of flowers hanging out somewhere.
1: Really? I hadn't noticed that. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so pay attention to next time you're rewatching an episode. Will do. Will um, do. One thing to think about is, I think... So we had talked about last week about... Your originally your theory, although you kind of sold me, yeah, I was pretty sold on it by the end that Laris and Jabon are in on it you know, that they're not necessarily really work. You know, just working with Picard, that they know more than they're letting on after that scene I am not, I'm less confident in that, I think it is more likely that they are really you know, assisting Picard at the same time um, they could just be feeding him information to get him to do what they want, you know I'm not entirely out of the woods on that theory. Um, Also, reading the comic book, you know, there was a whole like they were, you know, Tal Shiar, and then they flipped, and then he flips back, and you know, this could really be a long con to just get some Tal Shiar, you know, in with this guy who they can use to, you know, for their whatever nefarious plans they're actually up to. Yeah, Um, I'm a little, little less confident that that's a possibility, but I think there really is still something there.
1: Yeah, I feel like if they were plants, uh, and basically their point was to keep an eye on Picard, then Commodore O, who we see later in the show, would have known prior to um, her getting the call from the Admiral. But now that I say that, she did say some things that showed that she knew information that was left out of the con- or that con- uh, that conversation. Oh, so she may. Oh, indeed, you are right. She may indeed have uh, a, a contact somewhere. It doesn't
0: necessarily have to be them, but it certainly yeah. leaves the possibility open. Um, yeah, you are. You are totally right. I had interpreted that as oh, she probably has the admiral's office bugged. But no, you're and of course, if she has these people, you know, by Picard that are secret, she's not going to tell her like underling um, Lieutenant Rizzo that she's, you know, just sending off to do the dirty work. She's going to keep those cards really close to her chest. Mm -hmm. Man, that is a good connection. I did not even think of that. I think of a lot of things. You do. You've you've got a you've got a good brain for putting these theories together. Um <laughs> we shall what see. did you <laughs> what did you think of the Jat this like double secret police? So
1: <clears throat> whenever they she was explaining it to him, uh to Picard in the room, uh and you know, kind of given the history of who they are and what their basis is and um, you know, she said that they have they're hiding some sort of secret or protecting some secret that is of such extraordinary character that it would destroy your brain simply by knowing it. I don't know if that was hyperbole or not. Yeah, but it it leads me down the road where I've figured the show out at this point. Uh, okay, at least my current current uh, uh, guess on this. And what's your theory? Well, so the Zot Vosh, they're ancient. Even the Shiar don't really know what's going on. So, you know, they're the original old guard uh, Romulans. And whatever they did, whatever this secret is, seems to lead them to hate synthetic life. Um, or, she said, appear to hate and fear them. Um, and whenever we were talking last episode uh, about this, you had mentioned the cards that Data plays, Five Queens. And that, you know, that's a reference to Q, uh, Pretty certainly. By, in in the end, my theory is that the Romulans either created Q due to their uh, you know their uh, venture into uh, artificial intelligence and don't mm. want that to happen again, and, or somehow they came in contact with Q and Q has directed them to keep all the uh, artificial intelligent and sentient life forms in check. And, uh, you know, basically told them, hey, I'm your god. This is what you're going to do or I'll destroy you. you could, I mean, Q could do that. Um, yeah. You know, he is godlike, and that's what he wants you to think, you know, that he's god. And basically that that's the secret, is that they have some sort of connection with him, doing his bidding in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where it's all going to end in, uh, at the end of the show, is with Q, you know, revealing himself and being... Uh, uh, clever trickster that he is and telling everybody how good he is um, and uh, but anyway yeah I, so the reason I thought that is that her saying mm-hmm. that they, he seemed to be hated and or, hated or feared um, something like that and really the only things yeah. that you hate and fear if you're you know the Romulan you know power behind the Romulan nation or the Romulan uh, 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 Empire or Empire yeah is you know what's more powerful than the most powerful person around you know i guess in this case it would be a god um or somebody who has full control uh, over you know their their universe but yeah
0: i i think you're on to something there with the idea that they created something in the past that they're really afraid of and that they're trying to stop and that it has something to do with synthetic life i i don't think it's q to me that i, I just i don't the idea that Romulans created Q just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I can't really tell you why, just that it doesn't. To me, a more logical scenario there, rather than Q, would be that they created the Borg on accident. Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes sense, also. that you know, Yeah, like the Borg or this other thing that that's a legitimate threat to the Romulan Star Empire. Um, they're these massively powerful forces. They're afraid of them. Um, on the other hand... Um, like w- one of the things that I thought was interesting that that I'm curious about is that the idea that this Z- Zatvash you know d- uh, dates back so many thousand years ago that would imp- I think that means that they are at least old enough to predate the Romulan and Vulcan split right because the Romulans originally lived on Vulcan they just had like basically you know a political split they left and moved to Romulus and then built a new, you know, a new society there, and maybe the Zatvash has something to do with, with that, that, that split between the Romulans and the Vulcans. Maybe that had something to do with the Romul, with the, with the Borg, with you know. I I don't have quite as a it's not a fully thought out theory to the same way that yours is but I, I'm wondering if there's something there with that Romulan Vulcan <laughs> split.
1: Thanks for the courtesy throw there.
0: Uh, <laughs> my fully thought out uh, uh,
1: ideas. Um, well, know, e- anyway, pretty, pretty you know, rigorous to me. The the thought that they created the Borg, you know, that's pretty yeah. uh, compelling to me. You uh, know, whenever they were decommissioning the Borg or what were they called, reclaiming them. Yeah, the, reclaiming the Romulans in the room. Said that they were contained, or um, whenever they took them apart, it, the like the contamination was, you know, clear. I can't remember what the word should used, but it mm. was like they were systematically taking them apart so that they were no longer a threat at all, um, and you know, I guess covering up any evidence of them creating them uh, or Romulan tech inside them. I, I'm not sure, but mm. um, they were certainly taking them apart with yeah. it seemed to with what seemed to be the intention of just removing any uh, possibility that they would you know, rejoin the Borg or anybody else or come back yeah. to um, being active.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, they were, well, they seem to be doing, some, they're not just throwing away the Borg stuff they take, though. They're pretty clearly like, you know, it's a resource, right? They're using it to Build stuff, or to discover new technology that then they can sell to other, you know, other, other, uh, other like planets and stuff. So, but they could be pulling it all out, purging any evidence, and then selling, you know, the kind of just the base raw materials. Well, what did Nasik um, uh, or uh, uh, Naric What did he
1: say was the the reasons people are in a graveyard? Uh, somebody, some people are there um, for to the- eat
0: the dead to be a ghost or and then in the case of uh soji to uh resurrect the dead right right Um, yeah so the eating of the dead is you know like consuming you know taking all of them apart yeah seem
1: to be the obvious thing there Um, i mean
0: to me it just makes sense that they've got this borg ship they're gonna you know pull out all the tech It's just like if we had like i don't know an alien ship crashed on earth Right. people would be like you know they're the government would have researchers going in there and trying to figure out tech and you know do science to try to learn stuff from it and I think that's just that could just be the the simple answer to why that he said eating the dead right they're just looking at the the alien, dead alien bodies so looking at the dead alien tech and trying to get something out of it well,
1: I guess but it didn't seem like anybody really knew that what they were what the yeah. purpose of it was um you know the the new character the the girl that uh, soji was Know, yeah. Mentoring. You know, she didn't know what was going on. Soji didn't it's really true. know what was going on. Um, she's just in there, you know, doing the yeah. work. Um but I guess we'll we'll find out more next time. Yeah. But anyway.
0: One go ahead. One idea that I brought up last week was that the idea that the Romulans might be trying to get these scents so that they could repopulate using scents, I think that's pretty clearly not happening Yeah, it seems to be the opposite that, of that yeah um, they want to destroy these sets they don't want to steal the tech and use it. I think that's pretty clear yeah um, so after we introduced the zatvoh and uh, explore that apartment, we then cut back to the reclamation site, soji and generic smash. Um, I don't really I don't really have a ton to say about that other than uh, you know uh, they're two very attractive people. that's really all I got out of that sequence. Gosh, And she's so looking for a relationship. I'm like, I I I get you, you know, uh, just leave me alone, you know, (laughs) casual, (laughs) let's keep it casual. So he's trying to keep it cash or as we later find out, he's trying to pretend to keep it cash so he can like, you know, steal, steal her brain to figure out where the rest of them are to destroy them. Because yeah. he said something about you know trying to smash this nest of sense. So clearly, there's more than just her. Yeah, and um, you know
1: that's what the original Romulan said when they mm-hmm. uh, uh, first attacked her sister. You know, like, where are the rest of yeah. you? And yeah, you know it's pretty clear there's more than just the two mm-hmm. of them now.
0: Right, yep. so then we go back we go back to um, you know at that, the, at that point the show kind of splits and you you're bouncing back and forth between Picard soji and Narek and then with a couple other little uh, uh, interludes but we get to Picard he's got brain problems he's got the parietal lobe and of course that's an idea that was introduced when he became Lacutus of Borg and then followed up within that last episode uh, um, all good things the last episode of the series um, where he's you know that version of him in the future he's tending his scrapes and is you know having mental issues and going going starting to get dementia etc um one thing i i really liked the guy that they had playing his doctor from his early days on the stargazer mm-hmm. this is not an an observation i made i saw someone else say this but that actor seems like exactly like the kind of guy they would have cast in star trek the next generation to play a doctor from you know Picard's old days, like he just has the exact right kind of face, mm-hmm. just has the right vibe. <clears throat> you know, it's not like a actor you hire for a prestige TV show. He definitely has a next generation vibe, and I really liked that. Yeah, yeah, and
1: and their their greeting whenever he walked in, it was so yeah. organic and, and looked like it was two really old friends that uh, mm-hmm. you know are greeting for the first time along. There was a little hesitation before they hugged, and yep. uh, it was really cute. I liked it. Yeah, but it then was. C- Picard was a jerk he was i know he, he you know he was like oh remember good old days we had our secret mission he's like shut up just tell me whether you're gonna do what i want you to do <laughs> he is very
0: focused and that yeah. he goes straight after that he goes straight to starfleet and he's like all right give me my ship you know i'm you're gonna you're gonna do this right you know here's my plan here's what i need i gotta go do the secret mission so just give me a ship it's the cool sheer fucking
1: hubris it's exactly what yeah. I thought, too. I mean, he just walks in, he's he like, was...
0: if, if
1: it's too big of a, 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 a um, it's going to be a too big of a, a media circus, you can demote me to, to captain. I don't need <laughs> I to be
0: recommissioned as a, uh, um, yeah an admiral
1: yeah it's not <laughs> like it's gonna
0: affect his like pension either you know <laughs> he's he, he's fine yeah uh so the the actress playing um the actress playing uh what was her name admiral uh admiral Clancy yeah. so that's uh, Anne Magnuson and she's like this famous you know she was a you know long like actress in a lot of like indie movies in the 80s and she was in this band called Bongwater um and so it's actually a, kind of a funny story that i've uh, about her and her so her in that band So her her husband she was in that band with her husband a guy named Mark Kramer and they uh they were in this band together he created an ind- an independent record label called Shimmy Disk that was like a really big deal back in the 80s and early 90s then they got into a really nasty divorce and they like sued the hell out of each other and that took down the label <laughs> and the label went out of business so then this guy she goes off and has like you know a career as an actress and then this guy uh kramer like just like okay he's not doesn't have anything to do now. was he broke up with his you know broke up with his wife they they you know destroyed the record label the band broke up um and then he ends up like getting kind of like uh rich again because he was um he built a really big record label and then that goes under then he's in the band Ween, and then that goes under and then he uh uh what was it he um finally like make makes it big again but he, by like directing pen and teller movies or something like that just weird weird lives of, of 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 some of these people and then now this guy's job is he is the the manager of the james randy which you might be familiar with as the one million dollar paranormal challenge yeah. so he'll give a million dollars to anyone who can prove to have paranormal ability so that's yeah. what this guy does now um huh. wild story yeah yeah it's a funny it's a a funny funny story from this guy Um, but yeah and Magnuson total legend and I just had such a presence as the Star Trek Admiral I was like is she was she in some sort of previous episode no new for the show um, they really have done a good job of, like, taking these characters, like her, like the Doctor earlier. Like, you feel like these should have been someone that showed up in an episode that you just can't remember. But no, they're new. They're yeah. brand new. They have just really have nailed the vibe. I assumed um, that the Doctor was a previous character. I didn't me know too. I had on. to look it up. Yeah. Yep. I had to, I looked them both up, and I was like, oh, nope, they're new. Just absolutely nailed it. Um, really love that scene, man. Just the acting between those two. I think that's just, like, a had a real good Picard arguing with an Admiral only in person as opposed to, you know, on a view screen or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh,
0: yeah. it was just the,
1: he was completely caught off guard that he wasn't about to yeah. get a ship at a group.
0: Yeah. 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 And then, so he falls back to, uh, uh, Agnes Girati who is Alison Pill's character. Um, they have that good talk about uh, another really good, like Picard having a conversation with someone, and it's just like science fiction ideas uh, making some tea. Interestingly, he's making the tea fresh rather than using the replicator.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's a he's a renaissance man.
0: Yeah, he's got nothing but time. He's killing time right now. Um, in this, in this, uh, around the same time, they also, you know, they go back to the Borg cube. And there's that scene where they're all, like, getting their instructions from the really, like, elfish look. This guy, like, the the Romulan looked like a punk rock elf or something. He had a very strong, you know, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings elf vibe. Um, But it might have just been the hair. Um, those a lot of those scenes were in the trailer, and I guess just because they were all wearing those like orange uniforms or red uniforms, and there were like people up above them on those uh, catwalks, I assumed that that scene was from Space Jail. Yeah, uh, they were prisoners <laughs> or something. Yeah, that was totally what I thought when I saw the trailer, uh, and I'm glad they didn't do that. Just Space Jail is. You know, not that entertaining of an idea. It's hard. It's hard to pull off. A, if you're going to have jail sequences, you have to have an escape and it's hard to pull an escape off if you're on like a, uh, you know, trying to escape from a Borg cube or something. Um, <laughs> can't you can't swim across the uh, the river into the, you know, to freedom. freedom. Um, I really liked the Borg disassembly that really like gets at some. I don't know. It was like icky without being too gross, like uh it, but it looked really cool i loved the like the the masks that they were wearing like they didn't just look like the face masks you'd buy at walgreens for because you have a cold like yeah they, there's something that looked different about them and i thought that was cool yeah yeah um so later on we have i think one one of the coolest shots of this show so far where it, it basically the camera is on a clock and you see Picard just reflected in in the clock, um, and it just looks like a like like art, man. It looks like a painting. Um, and then he has uh, you know you get great Larris being pissed off, basically like this pissed off old, pissed off Irish Romulan um, <laughs> throwing down throwing down the uh, uh, the the teacups, getting real mad. Um, but so I did like it. Yeah, go ahead. Is that? Is that her character that she's playing
1: as at, to be undercover? Or is she supposed to have some sort of uh, um, parallel heritage in Romulan, or Romulus <laughs> that
0: is very much like the Irish culture? I don't know. I think they probably just decided to just let people do whatever accent they already have yeah. um, for like whatever their natural accent is. And just be like, yeah, I mean, they're aliens. They learn English. They're going to have some accent of they're part of where they grew up on Romulus and now that affects their accent when they're speaking English on earth. So there you go. Right. You know um, just like, you know, if you, you would learn Spanish, you're going to have a Southern accent speaking Spanish and um, someone else from New York learns Spanish. They're going to have like a so New York accent. She, you're speaking saying Spanish that she's from Romulan, Irish, or she's, Ireland. She's from, yeah, the Ireland of Romulus, yeah. exactly. I wonder if they have leprechauns there. Maybe that's the Zot Oh, shit. Maybe the Zot Vash are leprechauns. Oh, Definitely pretty... has to be a place where they make a lot of Romulan ale. Yeah? Yeah. If it's going to be the Romulan Ireland. Um, so, one Sitting thing I did like about that. car the... bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I liked about that sequence though is he has an ex- like actually a pretty good explanation for why he can't just go You know, go find Wharf and LaForge and Riker and put the crew back together, like because that is an obvious question. It's like why are you going the long way around the boat, man? Just like go get your buddies, get the gang back together. But of course, that turns it into a very different kind of show. Yeah, Um, but I think that that was a very legitimate and I think authentic reason because he knows they'd say yes, and they would all die, and he doesn't want to do that to them because Data gave his life. He doesn't want to have another. You know, these people's souls on his punch you know on his punch card uh because he already has data's um what well, you, one you thing know he I, said
1: that he was had mm-hmm. spent the last what did he say decade two decades uh mourning data's death mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. didn't really know that we knew he didn't seem or he, he seemed to be like he was on his way out you know but we yeah. didn't know it was you know him just you know being a recluse because of yeah you know, data's death and um you know, they referred to him as the the hermit um, of whatever chateau. Um, yep. So apparently, he's been hiding out, crying to himself, drinking his wine,
0: writing history books. At least yes. he's writing history books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not he's, certainly he's, he's, not science fiction. He doesn't get it. No, he does not. He does not get it. That was a weird joke. I thought, honestly, that was a stupid joke. I didn't like it. I was <laughs> like, really? He doesn't like. Science fiction, you know, but then again, sure, why not? I mean, he only reads Shakespeare in uh, 1940s hard boiled novels, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: he's got uh, Isaac Asimov on his shelf apparently, so he's got to have some yeah. something to do with it. Maybe he was just or, talking shit, maybe he was testing it, her, maybe oh, he isn't quite true. sure about her. I,
0: I think more likely someone got him like a rare book of uh, iRobot and he's like reading it. This shit sucks. Why do yeah. people like this? <laughs> I want to go back and just get my. Uh, um, Where's my, my old copy of Shakespeare? 19, yeah, I need some Shakespeare. I need some 1940s uh, detective novels. I've already read all of them. Can't someone? <laughs> oh my gosh! I've forgotten about all of those episodes. Yeah, uh, all the yeah, Holabic. those are yeah, yeah, those are good ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah i uh one thing i did notice when the guy said you know you you could ask laforge Riker, or or uh wharf he did not mention crusher and he did not mention troy so i know troy shows up because uh they you know troy and Riker show up at some point uh, probably just a cameo um but i wonder what's up with crusher you know like is crusher alive um in the finale of the season right which is this like view to an alternate future that does not actually happen um in that alternate future picard and crusher got married and then got divorced and don't like each other anymore um but you know she at least tolerates him enough right you know i actually really do recommend rewatching that finale it's a really good episode um a better and it's like you know it's like it's a double episode so it's like 80 minutes long and it is a better star trek movie than any of, of the a better star trek next generation movie than any of the four star trek next generation movies um
1: okay yeah uh, I'll check no, it out.
0: yeah yeah i would recommend i really recommend re- re-watching that one i rewatched it recently and there's a lot there but um so i'm curious like i know i'm pretty sure crusher's not in this season maybe she'll show up later but i'm curious what they're going to do if anything um with where she's at so I want to talk a little bit about Commander O because there's a lot going on there. You know, we talked about this a little bit with um, you Commodore know, O, co- or Commodore, yeah, not Commander, uh, Commodore O. Or that she might have gotten that information from um, um, from, uh, okay, oh, I already forgot their names, uh, Laris Lawrence and Zavon, Zavon, yeah, yeah, or she might have just, you know, had the office bugged. One of the things I thought was interesting is it is very un so she's clearly supposed supposed to be Vulcan, right? Um, She had you know at some point they had on her desk there was the little like Vulcan uh, IDIC symbol um, and stuff like that on her desk, but is she a Romulan in disguise or is she a Vulcan traitor? There's really not a good way to know. Oh, okay, I didn't even think about her being a Vulcan. Um, yeah, I think she's, she is supposed to be a Vulcan. I think everyone at Starfleet thinks she's Vulcan, but Vulcans and Romulans basically look the same, right? They're the same race. They're just have lived apart for a couple thousand years, you know, um, wouldn't be that much harder than, you know, whatever, like a Australian trying to per- secretly pretending to be English or something like that. Um, and one of the things that I, I like that's something they've gone back to before. Like there was an episode of Star Trek where there was one, you know, there was, is actually a really good one about this uh, called um, the, um, uh, the drumhead, uh, which is there's a spy on the enterprise. They catch the spy. It's this Cleon um, uh, uh, who had been on there just doing research. Turns out he's a spy and he's like, yeah, well, you got me, whatever. Send me back to the Cleons. Um, and uh, so that happens. But uh, then the, the, admiral that was sent to like search out more spies and kind of make sure everything's taken care of she's just convinced that there's more she's convinced that there's someone else who's like helping him out and there isn't there actually isn't but she keeps digging and digging and there's this like one poor sucker who's just like some random guy who works on the enterprise and happened to have a conversation with his cleon he's lying about something and it turns out that it is he is he had always said he's one-quarter uh, Vulcan, but he's actually one-quarter Romulan, and no one can tell because they are the same species. They have just built two separate nations, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm curious, like, like I think that, that sets up something interesting here. Is she a Romulan, or is she a, a Vulcan? And it's, you know, there's really no way to tell, um, or at least, you know, not, not one that I'm aware of in the in the canon of the show. Now, the, I've been watching that Ready Room after show, uh, which is hosted by Wesley Crusher. Um, sidebar: I'm pretty sure Pete Buttigieg is basically an evil Wesley Crusher. I think that's basically his vibe. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, so the after show said that she was Romulan, but I wouldn't, because there was like a sequence about how they make the Romulan makeup and stuff. But I wouldn't necessarily treat that as canon, right? That's yeah. just like like someone saying, "Yeah, then and Commander O's Romulan makeup we made this way," and you know that doesn't really. Well, if she necessarily was Vulcan.
1: Yeah. Why would she be in league with the Romulan Tal Shiar and trying to help them kill um, any
0: uh, of the the uh, the clones? I mean, that, that were made or the sins. It's a very good question. She, you know, there's there's lots. I mean, the same reasons anyone anywhere becomes a traitor. You know, money or power or ideology. Well, sure. Um, that's not not good storytelling though. No, but I'm curious where it goes, you know, like if she, or if she is a Romulan, like maybe she is actually Romulan, but like how long has she pretended to be a Vulcan? Is, did she just like, you know, show up on Vulcan one day and it's like, yeah, it's me, Commander O, um, am, you know, I am Vulcan, let, let me join Starfleet. Or was this like deep cover, man? Are there like Romulans who've been living on Vulcan for generations, like trying to, you know, to infiltrate? Okay, yeah, it's my conspiracy theories. Hmm. Well, did she yeah. seem to have emotion? I mean, Romulans
1: have emotion, and That's she true. seemed very unemotional whenever she was talking
0: with uh, um, the the uh, admiral. So it's yeah, it's possible. That's but- a, it's very possible. I mean, but the, the you know Vulcans have emotion too. They just develop the skills to push it down, right? The Romulans right. just chose chose not to do that. Um, so, I'm really curious where that's going to go. I liked the uh, Secretly Romulan Lieutenant Rizzo. Um, definitely good casting as the sister of Narek because they are both incredibly attractive people. Um, and, uh, you know, after that, we have this sequence where they're like talking via holo communicator. I thought that was, uh, you know, the Narek's got a sister now. He, we've already had a mysterious brother mentioned. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there, if we're going to come back to that brother or is. Um, was he saying when he said brother, was he actually talking about his sister and trying to misdirect or something? I'm really, you know, I'm not sure where that's going to go. Yeah. I'm not really a fan. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of the hollow communicator idea. They introduced that in discovery basically. So you didn't have people talking to screens all the time. So you would have like, you know, instead of just here's the Admiral who's yelling at us about the thing we did on this on the screen, the Admiral's like walking around and you can have kind of more like naturalistic conversations. I get why they do it. I just don't really like it. I don't think it really adds anything to a show, and I think it just I don't know, it just it just seems weird to me. I'm not I'm not really a fan. What, what do you, what's your thought on it? I know you've only seen a little bit of Discovery.
1: Um I I don't remember that from Discovery at all. So, I mean, I've seen very little Discovery. I I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. You know, it basically allows a character to be anywhere they want at any time. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how it works. But it seemed fun. It was cooler than him looking at, you know,
0: at his phone. Yeah, I mean, that's basically why they do it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well... Um, so that's, that was, that was basically where the show wrapped. I think we're there's still a lot of mysteries about what's going on, uh, with these Romulans. Um, looking forward to tonight, I saw, so I, wa- again, I watched Ready Room and they had a, uh, an extra peek, uh sneak peek, uh, scene of this, of tomorrow's episode. Um, and it was basically just Hugh, the Borg that, you know, that, um, uh, was became an individual talking to um, Daj's sister, whose name I keep forgetting. It's not Siri. <laughs> um, Soji. Anyway, Soji. Thank you. It's a Soji. It was like it's like fifteen seconds. There wasn't much there, but clearly, um, next episode is where we're going to start to find out more about what's going on with the uh, the XB, as they say, the X Borgs. Um, why they are being reclaimed? Why? what's her name or why soji was like talking to this borg in some you know language that uh, i guess is the native language of that of that species um what's going on so i'm really curious and presumably this will be where we see seven of nine make her her appearance um because i know she's going to be in at least several episodes of the show so yeah. exciting yeah i can't wait yeah all right well um any other thoughts on the show or do you want to go ahead and wrap? um
1: well so the first Next generation episode was with Q, right? Correct. And what what happened in that episode? Did
0: you so that was basic stuff? Yeah, yeah. Really quick rundown. Picard is on the Enterprise. They're going to a planet. I think they're going to Farpoint and to pick up the rest of the crew. The ship gets stopped by uh Q. There's this that there's if you might remember the the big like metal mesh surrounds the ship. Right. Q's mm-hmm. like you are humans. You humans suck. Look at all the bad things you've done. I'm going to put you on trial. Um, And then Picard's like, no, humans have done good things too. And, you know, talks Q down, tricks Q. And he's like, oh, you're an interesting human. You're not, you know, just a stupid brute, even though you're just a stupid brute. Um, I'm going to come back and check in on you later. And then that's, that's pretty much it. And then, of course, Q keeps coming back and harasses everyone. He there's an episode where he har- harasses Riker and gives Riker his powers, and then Riker's like, "No, I don't want the powers because I'm a good person," <laughs> etc. Uh,
1: okay, cool deal. So, yeah. yeah, I started reading Star Trek: The Next Generation. Here there be dragons last night. Ooh, and nice. I had to force myself
0: to put it down so I could go. To oh sleep. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's that pretty good. Could... I'm pretty excited yeah, so t- what, What's going on in that one? I know that's a later period Star Trek The <laughs> Next Generation novel. So they go to investigate a galactic cluster
1: um, where new stars are forming and whatnot. And cool. They know they have to stay so far away from it because of the tachyon particles um, that would shred the ship and all the organic life apart if they got close enough to it. And they're just sitting there checking it out, you know, taking it all in. And then all of a sudden they're like, Data's like, I've got an abnormality on the sensors, Captain. The card's like, elaborate. Uh, And uh, he's like, it appears to be a ship. And he's like, what are you talking about? It can't be a ship. And he zooms in on it, and he's like, enhance. And uh, they zoom in, and it's a uh, Earth Pleasure Cruiser, just a yacht. And it's coming out of this certain death cloud. And they're like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, they start shooting the Enterprise. You know, it's like a, a John yeah. boat shooting, uh, uh, I don't know, a slingshot at an uh, uh, aircraft carrier. And they're just sitting there getting shot, and they're like, what are we going to do, Captain? And Captain's like, ah. Worf's like, can I fire, Captain? And <laughs> finally he lets Worf shoot a, shoot a few shots across their bow, and it doesn't work. And so then they take out their engines, and then all of a sudden a pod shoots out, and then the ship itself self-destructs. They use their tractor beam to pull the pod in and it's a earth cia agent um or earth secret police and he's been investigating some uh poachers um in the universe apparently there's this planet with dragons on it or Whoa. something what we would call dragons yeah. you know it's most closely yeah. resembles it and they've been taking rich people out there to let them kill them and uh, oh you know, shoot so- uh, and, so that's where Don Jr. and Eric have been hanging out. Correct, correct. And this guy, this uh, uh, secret police officer from the Federation, had you know, been undercover. And uh, whenever they ran into the Enterprise, um, that was everybody's you know, standard procedure, was that we just self-destruct. Uh, we all jump in the escape pods and self-destruct. That way they can't figure out how to get to where we're going. Because mm. there's a secret tunnel near that, that approaches this world where the dragons are and you have to know where it is to find it and they go into it and that's basically where we're at uh cool but captain picard just said uh yeah i'm gonna lead the away team and that's where the chapter ended
0: hell yeah all right well we'll have to after picard's over we can do some like Star Trek novel reviews or something either of some of the new ones or go back to read some of these old ones i think that'd be really fun This is the first
1: one i've ever read i don't think i've ever read a <laughs> really?
0: Star Trek book Oh really man i when i was a kid that was like there was a period where that was like all i read Yeah, i, I read every <laughs> single st- It started with audiobooks actually that was kind of where i first really? started read yeah i would um i wanted to listen to these books cuz th- this was when i was like a little too young to read like an adult novel Like, I I wasn't quite at that reading level yet. Like, I might have been like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And so I would listen to Star Trek novels and audiobooks because I liked Star Trek and that was Star Trek content. And then, then, rather, after listening to a bunch of them, I kind of like, I don't know, I guess I'd gotten old enough and. Um, had uh, built enough reading skill that I was able to actually start reading the Star Trek novels. Where were and that you was getting like, these audio books? I mean, they, they had to were be at the Mina. They were a books on tape at the Mina Public Library. Oh, okay. They they did not have a lot of them, but they probably had you know whatever like four, five, six, seven, eight, something I mean, like I'm that. I'm certain that
1: I listened to them too. You
0: I'm, know, I'm no sure you did. That I didn't. Yeah that you would have been younger than I was you might you might not remember it but by the time I was in middle school or whatever I was just plowing through those Star Trek novels every one that the library had um, and then I would always ask mom and dad to get me one for Christmas and I'd get one here and there because you know there was what there weren't a lot of uh, uh, places to buy books in Mina as you may recall <laughs> go shopping
1: in the big city in Fort Smith
0: yeah you gotta go to Fort Smith you can get a book other than I think <laughs> romance novels or whatever that they had on the shelf at Walmart that was pretty much it yeah yeah: Yeah. All right. All right. Cool All right. well, uh, yeah, we uh, look forward to watching the new episode, and then we can talk again next week and record another episode. Of oh yeah. Bro Trek. Bro Trek.